This is Jamie Dyer welcoming you to another edition of The Quocast. And if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, email quocast at outlook.com. That's quocast at outlook.com. You can tweet at castquo on Twitter, or you can visit the Facebook page and um, put a post up there. Yes, it's just simply The Quocast. So we're a couple of episodes into this series of the Quocast and I didn't know what to do because we've had an introductory podcast for the season. We've had an interview, which was great, wasn't it? Thank you, Alan, for doing that. And um, we have many more things to come, but I'm trying to establish a format of one week me, one week interview, one week me, one week interview. So I'm here this week um, to talk to you about an element of Quo. I like to focus on the areas of Quo's career that perhaps you haven't really considered too much or maybe people haven't given too much credit for. I've thought quite long and hard, I suppose, about this, all of about a minute, that uh, it might be a good idea to take a look at the covers albums that they released in the, in the mid-90s and then in the early 2000s. Now, we know that the whole covers quo quo have been doing covers for for years right way back in the 60s they were doing covers but the first covers album was in what 95 96 for don't stop and what i tend to find um is that the idea of of like the the quo cover as it became almost like quo by numbers cover as in let's take that song and do it in a quo style really comes about because of the anniversary waltz that seems to be like the first instance yeah they did covers but they made it pretty much their own way um before whereas some of the covers are very by numbers later on and certainly you find that once you get to um, famous in the last century but we'll get to that in a moment so we'll start with Don't Stop um, released in the mid 90s and it kicks off with Fun 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 the song that got them banned from Radio 1 uh, it was a great combination of artists at the time though and I've spoken to Beach Boys fans who absolutely love that interpretation of it we go on to When You Walk in the Room a 60s staple again Quo made it their own and um, one thing I like about this album is they do this you know they're not just straightforward copies um, I Can Hear the Grass Grow kind of an attempt at doing a part rock part psychedelia thing on it um, there's a couple of Chuck Berry tracks on it I mean doing uh, You Never Can Tell I think it's been a bit of a problem for Quo fans for a long time because of course Rick appears to be playing piano on that rather than guitar uh, certainly going by the live um, video that was released around that same time so people do tend to have a problem with it it kind of symbolizes light quo if you will you know that sort of light boppy and and of course there's that famous accordion in there as well uh, then we're going to get back obviously a beatles cover let's talk about safety dance men without hats now this was a, a weird one because i i feel like for this album they tried to do something that was different they tried to veer away at times from the shuffle and almost give andy something to do and that's what it feels like with that and of course they've got tessa niles um on 
backing vocals and and lead vox on that one uh doing doing stuff and and all over this album they've got guest vocal vocalists they got maddie prior um in it there's brian may on the next track um raining in my heart great buddy holly song then we have um fleetwood fleetwood max don't stop which again is one of the great quo covers then we go into sorrow which you know classic song and again one of my favorites from the album because they're using technology there's a great use of echo in there a couple of times and proud mary a song very much covered but um rick pretty much does it justice there i absolutely love rick's vocals on that song uh, just as it goes into that middle section uh, where he starts it with the line if you go down to the river those vocals are just like spine tingling good and with those backing vocalists as well and all the elements they've got in there uh, it's just one of his best performances now we're going to lucille which has been done by Quo before. It was done in the Anniversary Waltz, but I know people have often criticised that the Lucille in the Anniversary Waltz and the Lucille on Don't Stop are vastly different because the earlier one is a lot more energetic and the latter one is more kind of groovy. And, um, you know, it depends really. One is part of a medley, so kind of has to be in the same vibe as the rest of it. That one's by itself. I think they were focusing on the bass line for that, and you can hear Rhino's bass line, and uh, he does a good job on it. That's a that's um, quite a common bass line in, in rock and roll, and they got a chance to do it. You know, it's almost rockabilly type stuff. Uh, then we're going to Johnny and Mary, the... Um, the Robert Palmer cover. Um, I do recommend checking out Ricky Owen's cover of of that song, which is part based on Quo, part based on Robert Palmer, and uh, I think Francis does quite a good job on that. And again, it's it's veering away from the twelve bar stuff that Quo is known for. Whereas the next track on that album, uh, "Get Out of Denver," is a rip roaring how many words do they want to fit into this verse kind of song and they did do it live for a little while as well which it kind of worked but i think the problem with live is there was just too many words in that song it's a quo song and certainly uh you know fans want to hear it it's it's in the vibe i mean it's certainly up there with dave edmund's cover for me uh, get out of denver i certainly i like the way that the expletive that rick utters in the kind of solo section is hidden and do you know what i played that on internet radio for years and i never realized that that was in there and no one ever got no one ever complained so it was well hidden uh yeah so the future's so bright i've got to wear shades again in the video one of rick's cooler moments and tessa niles is back on um lead vocals then we finish the album with another track that's in for contention all around my hat with maddie prior um or prior however you say it yeah steel ice band did it justice and quo pretty much does it as well the fact that it was pretty much a single wasn't it it was a single and it it, it again it's sort of quo trying something different but still being kind of on the same lines and i know some fans hate it other fans love it it's one that divides them very very much so that's a don't stop album which i think is inventive uh 
I think it, it takes some of what Quo is known for and it kind of turns one half of it on its head and the other half you know exactly where it is you know it's it's that kind of album and no wonder it got to number two in the charts now the follow-up covers album uh, is something of uh, an oddity because well it just sounds like quo by numbers really it doesn't sound like they've really tried to reinvent anything it doesn't sound like there's been much in it sounds like they've gone into the studio and done it in a, in a couple of days you know it kind of has that vibe and there's some great versions on here i'm not going to go for it track by track because to be honest uh, i've just done that with don't stop and this one people are quite divided about this one because I, I think the majority tend to think that it's it's not uh, it's not their finest hour. Let's just say that it's it's got some decent songs on there. You've got the likes of Old Time Rock and Roll, great version. Uh, I particularly like Rave On. Um, when I'm Dead or Gone is very good. People like Roll Over Beethoven, uh, the Sweet Home Chicago. I mean that's that's a great version. I love the groove on Good Golly Miss Molly, the uh, the piano. I love um, the kind of uh, the weird bit at the beginning of Once Bitten Twice Shy. I love the groove of Moni Moni, but there's something about it just seems like they're not having the best time. Like they're really accomplished musicians and they, you know, they're able to turn their hand to anything, but it doesn't sound like to me like they've, they've um, gone in and said, right, let's, uh, let's change this around. You know, let's change the tempo of Memphis, Tennessee, or let's add something into this song. It's very much a jukebox album. It's sort of thing where everybody will know the songs regardless of who's singing it, and it's it's very much in that style. Last but not least, we come to the follow-up to Heavy Traffic from 2002, um, Riffs from 2003, which they were very clever here because obviously the new management have said, well, you had great success, Quo, with doing covers albums. So they've got one out of them. There's great cover versions on here of I Fought the Law and um, Tobacco Road's pretty good. Um, Don't Bring Me Down is interesting. I do love the way that they've said, right, you, you, need, to, uh, you need to tour this album. Oh, okay, we're going to tour the album. We're going to call the tour after the album great. Right, now you need to play some tracks from it. Okay, so what they've done... Uh, quite cleverly, is they've stuck Caroline at the front. They have done Junior's Wailing, which of course they've been doing in, in concert for years. Uh, they, there's versions of Down the Dust Pipe, Whatever You Want, Rocking All Over the World, brand new versions, and they've stuck it on this album of cover versions. Extremely clever, so that they don't have to play, you know, Born to Be Wild live and be ridiculed by people that perhaps are just casual fans or whatever and go, well, it's not as good as Steppenwolf. So it's, it's extremely clever to have done that. And I have to say, I do love that version of Junior's Wailing on there. I think Rick's playing on that is absolutely sublime and probably one of the best tracks on the album. But then it's the one that they've probably played the most bar the massive hits. Um, certainly back in the 70s. So no wonder he's got that groove down. So overall, they're free forays into covers albums. We're not talking about uh, the acoustic albums today. I know they're kind of covering themselves, but I do think that they're, they're a different kettle of fish. We will get to those another day. But what do you think of the covers albums? I know that at the time, 
of doing these albums, members of the band were not always that enthusiastic about them. But as a fan, do you have a favourite one? Or are there sort of tracks on each of them that are just as good? I think if I was going for my personal preference, I think uh, for me, Don't Stop is by far the best of the trio of those albums, uh, simply because there's inventiveness there. Uh, And not to say there aren't great ideas on the other two, it just feels like they're doing cover versions uh, of them rather than going, right, how can we put our own spin on it? They're playing the riffs and they're playing um, almost the arrangement. Like there was a thing in the 60s where pretty much every band played the same arrangement of several different songs. And that's kind of what it feels like. You realize I'm trying to say this in in the nicest possible way so as not to anger those people that actually do like it. I mean, I like it. You know, I'm a big fan of these albums. I love these albums, but uh, I think that um, I'm, I'm just trying to take a look at these albums and and uh, and a bit closer because people, for some reason or other, haven't always appreciated these albums. But the thing that you have to realise about these albums, I suppose, is that they got them through quite difficult periods. The first one was that midpoint in the 90s after Thirsty Work, where that was a great album of songs, but not particularly Quo-like. Between that and the Under the Influence album, leading to somewhat of a golden age, uh, with without including riffs in that list. La- uh, riffs or, or famous in the last century. The line that says that Under the Influence, Heavy Traffic, and The Party Ain't Over Yet, to a smaller degree, are returns to form for the quote along with um, in search of the fourth chord so it feels good to shine a light on these albums and uh, you know so one of these days go back and listen to any one of these uh, free albums and let me know what you think this has been jamie dyer here on the quocast i'll see you next time (laughs) 